when back pain becomes your alarm clock. Hey everybody, this is Mike Erlob and you're on another episode of Power Your Life by Flex PT. So, let me tell you a little story about, uh, has this ever happened? When back pain becomes your alarm clock. Hey everybody, this is Mike Erlob and you're on another episode of Power Your Life by Flex PT. Uh, looks like we had a little technical difficulties right at the beginning there, so uh, I think we got this thing uh, uh, rolling right now. <clears throat> so, hey, I am glad to be here with you guys. Um, again, as I mentioned, this is Mike Erlob, and you're on another episode of Power Your Life by Flex PT. Um, has this ever happened to you? Um, has this ever occurred where your back pain is now replacing your alarm clock? Let me tell you, you know, that, uh, that has happened to me. Uh, and that's happened to a lot of clients that uh, that I that I've had over the years. And um, you know, let me tell you a little story about that um, as far as what happened with me uh, and how my back pain uh, really totally just completely replaced my alarm clock. Um, you know, like a lot of you know that I used to be a former competitive powerlifter. And, uh, you know, because of that, I had uh, numerous different back injuries and things over the years. And, um, you know, it got to the point where I remember one summer um, where I could not sleep in at all. And, you know, we all enjoy doing that, especially on the weekends. Um, obviously, you know, you got to get up during the week and go to work. But, you know, it was getting to the point where um, I would just wake up at, you know, 5, 5.30 in the morning and it didn't matter what I did. I had this incredible deep pressure in the center of my lower back that you know I couldn't get any relief from. And it would always wake me up around that 5 a.m., 5.30, and I would just lay there, you know, lay there in bed just wishing. It's like, I just want to sleep in. You know, I've got a Saturday. There's nothing else to do. And I would just like to catch up on a little bit of sleep. And it didn't matter whether I laid on my stomach or laid on my back or I laid on my side or I pulled my knees up to my chest. I tried putting pillows between my between my knees. And I don't know if you guys ever have tried any of that, but, you know, it just sometimes it works. But at the time for me, it wasn't. And, you know, it, it just was really getting in the way of me being able to relax and enjoy my weekends and... It got really, really frustrating, you know, because, you know, you just want to be able to lay there and sleep in and wake up and feel refreshed and, you know, ready for your day. And I couldn't do that, um, you know, and it was waking me up before my alarm clock would. And it used to it used to really bother me. Um, you know, I remember getting up and then you'd get up out of bed and then I would feel really old because it would hurt when I would bend over. I talked a lot. You know about not being able to, to put on my socks and shoes. Well, that that incredible tightness in the center of my lower back, it would take me um, sometimes 20, 30 minutes just to get loosened up. Um, you know, you'd have to get down on the floor and do some stretches to get yourself moving again. And I felt like that I was, you know, getting older before my time, and that I wasn't, you know, I just wasn't what I wanted, and it got really frustrating. And I remember, you know, it would affect me in how I would be able to relate to my family. And I would get really, um, just really irritated with that. Um, and so, you know, I started just at the time, I, I had stretches and things that I would do. But uh, like I mentioned, you know, I tried different sleeping positions. That didn't really work for me. 
Um, so I just did, did what everybody else did at that time, and I just started managing with uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Um, you know, he started taking uh, ibuprofen and naproxen and, you know, a lot of those uh, over-the-counter type of uh, remedies. Um, and, you know, it, it would alleviate that pain for a little while. Um, you know, I would take it before I'd go to sleep, but then, you know, I would still wake up. Um, I'd get to sleep a little bit longer, but I would still wake up with that same pain, that same tightness. And, you know, then you pop a couple more ibuprofen in the morning and, you know, it takes you about 35, 45 minutes for it to start working and then, you know, you can get about your day. Well, you know, you can do this for a while and I did it for a while, but then what started happening is I started noticing not only did it, was I still waking up um, with that intense pressure in my back, um, all the ibuprofen did was help me get moving a little bit better in the morning. But then what happened was I started getting this pain up underneath my rib cage. And I'll, I'll never forget this because one night I woke up and it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. And it, it felt like this intense burning right up underneath my rib cage. And it was, it was so painful. Um, you know, I didn't know what was going on. And I woke my wife up and she said, well, I think you have heartburn. It's like heartburn. I never had problems with heartburn before. Um, and so she said, well, drink a little bit of water, try a little bit of milk, you know, drink a little of my Lanta. I mean, I, I did those things and it was just horrendous that even just drinking the water made that pain and it just would come up uh, into my chest, like up into my throat and was just excruciating. Um, it got to the point where we actually ended up just getting some baking soda with water, mixing that together. And uh, it was the only way I could neutralize that. And you see, I knew now, I know now, um, as I realized that I was taking that ibuprofen and the naproxen and I was taking it for too long a period of time, that it was starting to create a um, irritation in my, in my stomach. Um, now, I just stopped taking the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories um, and really got serious with the, you know, trying to figure out what was the root cause of my back pain and addressing that. And it really, it, it, this, the reason I'm telling you this story is because, one, I know a lot of you are going through this, but this is the problem right now with our Western medical system, is the fact of whenever we have an ailment or an injury or some kind of pain, um, we tend to focus on the symptoms. Um, and you go to your doctor and they do the exact same thing. You know, they ask you for the list of your symptoms to get you a diagnosis, but they don't actually look at what was causing, what led up to that that caused the, the, the pain or the ailment in the first place. And, you know, the focus is on the symptoms. You know, you're given, if you go to the doctor right now for back pain, and if it's uh, nonspecific, just kind of the back pain that I was experiencing, um, most likely what you're going to get is you're going to be uh, instructed to rest. Uh, you're going to be given uh, maybe some prescription ibuprofen, uh, put on a muscle relaxer, uh, and, and told to use either ice or heat, and that's it. But the problem with that is, you see, those things are just addressing the symptoms. You know, the medication just addresses the pain and the inflammation, but it doesn't really talk about why. Why are you having the, the pain? Why are you having the inflammation? What is going on with your body and your system? 
And that's the problem. You see, we have sick care in this country. We don't focus anything on prevention. And we certainly are not looking at the entire whole human body. And this is really very dangerous because what's happening is we're becoming solely dependent on just a few pills to take care of some symptoms. And the minute you stop taking those pills, the, the problems come right back. And, you know, not only is this dangerous for your back, this is dangerous for your overall health. Um, many of these medications um, that, you are, that are being prescribed um, are just flat out dangerous. Um, we know now, you know, we know the dangers of opioids. But, uh, you know, when opioids first came out, you know, they were being prescribed left and right. And, you know, they were never designed to, for long-term use. Um, and, and we all now understand the dangers of opioid addiction. We understand the dangers of what can happen to you. Um, you know, there's the danger of liver damage, brain damage, death, and, and addiction. And this is becoming, you know, very much becoming an epidemic in, in our country um, because we've been utilizing these medications just to minimize the symptoms but not actually address the root cause of the problem. Um, you know, the other is the use of those over-the-counter medications, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and also even long-term use of Tylenol. Again, you see these over-the-counter uh, treatments which many people think are safe. Um, and as I found out, you know, I, did, I had been on them for a while and it was starting to really create some stomach-related problems. And these medications are not designed for that. They're only designed to alleviate symptoms for a, short, for a very short period of time. And then, um, you know, you need to be addressing what the primary cause of your problem is, not just the symptoms. But the dangers of taking non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and Tylenol for long periods of time is it really increases your risk of a heart attack, it increases your risk of a stroke, and it can also lead to early death. Um, there are many, many um, <clears throat> dangers associated you know, with, these, with these medications. And again, as I mentioned, the, the, the reason that you take them is because you have pain, you have these symptoms. But we have to ask ourselves a bigger question, which is why? Why do I have this back pain? What is causing that? What in my system, in my life, has led me up to all of these, uh, all this pain, irritation, and inflammation that's manifested itself in, my, in your back? And in my case, it was, it was waking me up in the morning before my alarm clock did, which was just very, very frustrating. And I learned that when I tried to just manage the symptoms, but I didn't address the main cause, that it, it was just like kicking the can down the road. It just never really uh, fixed anything for me and started to create a whole secondary list of other problems related to the use of those non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. You see, that's why it's so important that you have to address the whole person. Um, we talk about you know holistic health you know holistic healthcare, um, looking at the whole person because it's everything um, about you that um, needs to be looked at because you have all these different contributing causes. So you know it's it's every part of your being will affect your healing. Um, it's your nutrition, um, it's your your mind or mindset. 
Uh, it's your body imbalances, and it's even your habits, because all of these things work together um, to influence with what's going on in your system. And, you know, it seems like a big task, um, and I think that's why a lot of times with Western medicine now, we don't, we just don't even look at these other things. You know, we don't look at, uh, Western medicine doesn't look at the nutrition of what this person's putting in their, their mouth um, as having a huge impact on their ability to heal. Um, you know, they don't look at the, uh, what's going on in their mindset. How are they managing their stress? Uh, because that stress can manifest itself physiologically um, and create a lot of body inflammation and other disease processes. What body imbalances are, are present? You know, what are you doing too much of? Are you too much repetitive sitting, repetitive movements, um, too much uh, bending and twisting the wrong way, um, over-utilizing muscle groups that become hypertonic and underutilizing other muscle groups? Um, and then what are you doing in your day-to-day -day habits which are contributing to the wear down of your system? You see, all of these things has to be, have to be looked at in a systematic way if you're going to eliminate what the root cause of the back pain is. And this can seem really like uh, an overwhelming task. Um, you know, it's a lot easier just to pop a pill and, you know, think that, oh, well, my back pain's going to go away. It's not. It's not going to go away. It's going to continue. I know because I've experienced that, you know. And sometimes it can feel really overwhelming to try and figure out how do you pick everything apart um, that's going on in your body or in the holistic, you know, uh, uh, healthcare. And uh, you know, there's, there's a. It can at times seem like it's just impossible um, because it it can seem like there's a lot there. And that's where there's a quote that I always like to that I want to leave you with. Um, and that quote is, "It always seems impossible until it is done." And that is a quote from Nelson Mandela. Um, you know, think about this. I want you guys to kind of just, you know, really um, absorb that. You know, think about what is the root cause. Um, the next time you do have, you know, some back pain issue, um, think about that. Um, so before you just start popping a pill, um, start analyzing what's going on in my body and what's going on in my life that is contributing as the root cause to what I'm feeling as back pain because that little pill isn't going to just fix it. Um, listen, we're going to be live next Tuesday at uh, 1 p.m. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, if you want my, my new free report, the five, the five Best Kept Secrets to Fast Back Pain Relief, just message me through Facebook Messenger. Uh, shoot me a, a quick message. Let me know that you want that report. We'll get it sent right out to you. Um, until next week, I want you all to stay healthy and keep moving forward.